paying too much for health insurance? Frustrated by high deductibles, network restrictions, and increasing premiums? There's a better way. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM is a Christian community delivering a robust, faith based solution to the high cost of healthcare. If your current health insurance has become more of a racket than a remedy, take back control of your healthcare at around half the price. Learn more and enroll today at chministries.org. That's chministries.org. I'm David Asman. I'm Janice Dean. I'm Jimmy Fallon. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, January 29th, 2024. I'm Eben Brown. Americans are killed in the Middle East and blame goes to Iran. But what so far has the U.S. done about it? Why this is such a notable strike, despite the fact that we have seen repeated attacks on U.S. forces overseas, this unfortunately is the first time that this has resulted in casualties. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. The past days have grown more deadly in the Middle East, especially for Americans. Three U.S. service members were killed in a drone strike on a U.S. installation in northern Jordan. The culprits are said to be Iranian-backed militias. More than 100 others were injured. It comes as rocket fire by Palestinians in Gaza ratchets up with targets across Israel. And as nations pull funding for the key U.N. agency in Gaza as proof emerges showing collusion between U.N. employees and Hamas, while officials meet in Europe to push for a release of hostages and an end to Israeli military responses. Three American troops were killed. At least 34 others are wounded. Fox News correspondent Alex Hogan gives us the roundup from Tel Aviv. Why this is such a notable strike, despite the fact that we have seen repeated attacks on U.S. forces overseas, this unfortunately is the first time that this has resulted in casualties, the losses of lives. And, and right now, moving forward, what we're going to likely hear from the government and the U.S. military The families of these fallen soldiers are going to be notified and then we'll eventually start to get the names out of these other, you know, dozens of other troops who have been wounded and and we'll learn more about the severity of their injuries. And on top of that, there is going to be a lot of pressure, something we're already seeing on how the U.S. government is going to respond. The White House says it will respond. We heard from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin saying that the U.S. is going to look at times and places of its choosing, but there's going to be an increasing amount of pressure given that it was a couple weeks ago now where we saw this coordinated response from the U.S., U.K., and some other allies after these repeated Houthi attacks But to see it escalate even further to now see that U.S. forces overseas have been killed on top of dozens wounded, it's definitely turning up the heat back home in terms of how big the pressure, how how much pressure there really is. But even here in Israel, where I am, we definitely feel that change in tension today. I think it's um, particularly noteworthy that this attack happened at a base in Jordan. Um, Normally, when these attacks happen, they happen at U.S. installations that are in Syria or in Iraq. These are two uh, countries that have been embattled for a very long time, especially as they have, um, uh, to a degree, welcomed in Iranian-backed proxies. 
Jordan was not considered to really be on that list, and this is not just an attack against the U.S., but it's it's an attack of jo- uh, against Jordan's uh, sovereignty, if you will. Jordan's king, uh, Hussein, likes to brag that he's got the, a very strong and secure country. There has been a lot of discussion that that may not be so, that it, it could be a lot of smoke and mirrors, that he's often facing a lot of internal threats from Iran-based proxies, but this seems to be a a strike against him as well in, in some ways, wouldn't you say? It is. And it, again, it's a boiling point for where we're talking about. This was in the northeastern part of Jordan near the border with Syria. Uh, according to the military, this was on a U.S. outpost called Tower 22. Uh, and what we've heard so far, despite the fact that uh, we're hearing from the U.S. that this is from Iran-backed militias, Iran denies any involvement. We're going to have to wait and see how all of that plays out. And it's actually uh, Iraq's Islamic resistance claiming responsibility. We did hear reaction from Jordan, the government saying that it's it's working with Washington to fight terrorism. Of course, this is this is a very difficult day for for Jordan as well as we're talking about the the overall implications that every country in the Middle East has been reiterating a similar stance that there's no interest in this war boiling out the the conflict spreading out to the region. But it really is even here in Tel Aviv, where I am today, we have not seen airstrikes and rockets coming toward this part of the country from Gaza. But today there was a a barrage of rockets. We were able to go out and see the Iron Dome intercepting them. But still, you have shrapnel falling around Tel Aviv. One massive piece even landed on the back of a car, smashing the back of that car. Thankfully, it sounds like the driver was not injured. But to have these renewed strikes on Gaza at a time, a day after we've seen this devastating attack on U.S. forces, it's bringing things much more to the forefront, and it's a it's a conversation that the government, unfortunately, as much as it wanted to cool down tension in the region, that is not going away anytime soon. Another key part of this and another interest for, for U.S. intelligence is trying to contain the conflict in terms of bringing the hostages home in Gaza. So we've had a lot of moving forward negotiations taking place in the last several days led by American negotiators, because while these could be looked at as, as separate instances and separate topics, all of the all of the tension that we're seeing in the region really started and has come to this uh, this point that we are at now after the war began. So there is, of course, this this overarching desire from governments back home here in the Middle East to try to cool down some of the tension. And that that starts with getting these hostages home. And all of this is going on amidst the backdrop of of negotiations or discussions, at the very least, I think, taking place in Europe. Uh, where a number of sides that are party to this have come forward saying, well, we're making progress, we're making progress. But at the point where progress is being made is usually when we see some of these, uh, the, the ratcheting up of, of the violence. How, how close are these parties to having to some kind, coming to some kind of agreement where hostages will be released? Well, the latest round of negotiations that we're looking at right now, it was between CIA director Bill Burns. He met with the head of Israel's Mossad intelligence service, as well as the prime minister of Qatar and the head of Egyptian intelligence. This was on Sunday to try to further some of these talks. And what is significant is noting that the White House did say that major progress was made. And some of the family members here in Israel I've talked with say they really feel like this is different as well. A lot of the family members are partaking 
engaging in visits to other foreign governments, speaking with leaders, trying to put pressure on, on politicians to make this come to fruition. And this is the first time that I've hear, heard so much hope, not only from politicians saying that there is major progress underway, but also from the families who are having some of these behind-the-door conversations with their politicians as they're trying to advocate for the release. So there's there's more coming out of this. There has been some back and forth in terms of what that looks like, but we know that there is this framework that is being laid out between these different parties that are meeting. We have heard that Hamas has said it would release the hostages for an end to the war. The Israeli government says there is no chance of that happening. Specifically, what we're looking at in this this latest framework, uh, they've not released those details just yet. We're speaking with Fox News correspondent Alex Hogan in Tel Aviv on the latest developments regarding the attack on U.S. forces based in Jordan. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. Meanwhile, in in Gaza, there's another kind of controversy or even a crisis emerging. The United Nations Relief Works Agency, which has been perhaps the lead U.N. agency operating in Gaza uh, to facilitate development of Gaza, uh, which has long been criticized by the Israelis as as being maybe assisting Hamas or at the the very least turning their their eyes away from the activities of Hamas. Uh, They are now under investigation, as it's been revealed that some of their people have been or some of the people on their payroll have been uh, may may have even taken part in the the, uh, October 7th attacks. A number of nations from the U.S. to the U.K. to Japan have uh, pulled their funding, at least temporarily, of uh, UNRWA, as it's called. Um, Some countries will not pull their funding, Norway, one of them. But now uh, Israel is saying they have a list of people who worked for the United Nations Relief Works Agency who actively Uh, worked with Hamas on the October 7th attacks. This is a bombshell report. Um, In in some ways, it it really vindicates what Israel has been saying for really for decades. It does. And and what we've heard even today, Israeli intelligence released this new document claiming that about a dozen U.N. employees, some of them even as you mentioned, joined Hamas in the early hours of October 7th. What is Worth noting, while all of this comes out, we we have seen more governments pull funding, as you mentioned, the UK, the US, Japan, Australia, Canada, uh, Italy, just to name a few, all of them pulling funding, citing that at this point we need an investigation to properly vet if anyone else was involved and where all of this money is going. Now, we've heard reaction from the director of UNRWA saying that this, at this point, to be able to pull this much funding, this is collective punishment on the civilians in Gaza who are desperately relying on this aid. It's worth noting that UNRWA is the main organization providing relief to Palestinians who are displaced. And we know that about Two million people are displaced on the Strip right now. But to find out that some of them, even if it is a a dozen people, but that anyone was involved and anyone was aiding Hamas during the October 7th attacks that ended up killing 1,200 people and took hundreds of hostages is extremely alarming. And that is why we have seen such a visceral reaction from world governments and leaders. We also heard from the spokesperson of the U.N., reminding uh, the world stage that two things can happen at the same time. We can have this this collective desire and and demand for 
an international investigation that is independent to properly vet this, while also keeping in fact and keeping in mind the idea that people in Gaza do need humanitarian relief at the same time. We've talked with with doctors who have been going into the area from the U.S. speaking to the, the devastating impact that they've seen with only really at this point several hospitals remaining in operation both in the south and in the north. So to have that lack of, of medical care and the number of patients that are overwhelming hospitals, there is definitely a need for humanitarian aid, but we'll have to wait and see who who is going to be able to relate, to present that aid to them. Alex Hogan, our Fox News correspondent in Tel Aviv, thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.